coming to theaters across the U.S. on March 20th and 21st, an epic film on Noah's Flood. This film unveils compelling evidence in support of the Bible, including what happened to the dinosaurs? Why do we find soft tissues and blood in their bones today? Why did God send the flood? What are the parallels between the days of Noah and the coming judgment? Mark your calendars for March 20th, 21st, and be prepared to experience the Genesis flood like never before. Get your tickets today at www.noahsflood.com. This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted in the gold country of California. Hey, Hurlers, Fletch here, and I just want to remind and ask you once again to consider partnering with us to produce this podcast. You know, it's not much. You can become our partner for a dollar a month. That's like tossing us a shiny quarter for every episode that we produce. And of course, we'd love for you to sponsor us for more than that. But would you consider just heading over to patreon.com slash homeschoolingirl to just consider this? Uh, Our initial goal is $300 a month, and that could be one or two really big patrons. We'd love that. Or it could be 300 small patrons all chipping in a dollar a month. But here's the point. Every amount counts, and we'd love your help to continue to produce great shows. We'd love your help to hire assistants and buy new equipment, and we just need financial backing if we're going to keep this podcast growing. Um, Help us invite other homeschoolers to live fearlessly, freely, and recklessly. Um, You can find us on patreon.com. Go over there, join with the others that are already sponsoring us, and invest in homeschooling in real life. Thanks so much. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 94 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, when my convictions aren't your convictions. Yeah. Wow, this comes gonna, up. This comes right on the heels of us telling people last week that homeschooling isn't the only option for their kids. I know. And we may have lost a lot of listeners, but actually our subscriptions didn't show that. We got more subscribers this wow, week. crazy. So. I know. So and no one left, I don't think. It didn't um, look like anybody left. So If, we, if they did, we wouldn't know because they wouldn't tell us because yeah. they're not hearing this. <laughs> so uh, what's going on in the Fletcher house this week? Okay. So if you're my friend on Facebook, are you my friend on Facebook, Fletch? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. I am. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did, I'm so off of Facebook now. I, I spend did. a lot of my time yeah. off of Facebook, except for homeschooling in real life 
in my business page. Yeah. Well, pages are easy because I don't know if people know this, but we can schedule all those posts. So we're not on there like 15 times a day. Yeah. I hope you don't think we're just sitting there just like, (laughs) what should we put up at one o'clock? What should we put up at three o'clock? That's all pre-scheduled. Anyway, um, so I had written that this week has wrecked me. So this has been a hard week between homeschooling and special needs kids and teenagers and a close family member who's at the front end of a battle with what looks like cancer and just, you know, stuff. So I just pulled out my greatest coping mechanism other than time with Christ, obviously, right? We, we, that goes without saying, yeah. right? Hope and so. I took my girls to the opera and ate M&M's. Yeah. What <laughs> so, else did you do? Um, well, I made sure that I was at my ballet class and I made sure I was at my Bible study and I made sure I got a tennis lesson in there so I could smack tennis balls across the court. And, um, I don't know, that's part of, that goes back, I think, to saying, how do we take care of ourselves? Right. Right. Um, so in a hard week where I had to process a lot of emotional stuff, um, those were things that helped me to process. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's good. I got to work really hard this week and really process through my week through just being there from 6 a.m. till <laughs> 6 p.m. every day. No breaks this week. And I would come in here and say, Kendra's talking a little bit about um, taking self-care time, and we know the importance of that. We have a couple episodes talking to Dr. Melanie Wilson, a Christian psychologist, and we had one specifically on, is me time necessary? But I would say, uh, and, and just a reminder to those of our listeners, that last week we talked about uh, getting away time as a couple. Um, if I hear one more story this week of a marriage failing, mm. I'm going to snap. Because uh, in just in, mm-hmm. in light of my dental practice, I had more discussions this week with people whose marriages are over. And beyond separation, they're just over. Yeah. And uh, boy, a whole host of reasons from infidelity to substance abuse to affairs. I just, it's crazy. Crazy, yeah. crazy. So if you're in that position as a listener, could you get some help? Can, yeah. we, can we encourage you to get some help? Because that marriage is going to be worth fighting for. Yeah. So fluff time is supposed to be kind of fun. I know. This we is such a downer. a downer. So I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> uh, this week we've done some fun stuff. Um, yes. If those of you who are not on the West Coast, uh, San Francisco, California, has a museum for kids called the Exploratorium. And it used to be at the Palace of the Fine Arts, big, beautiful building surrounded by lakes. And you might have seen pictures of it, but it has moved to the piers, which is right down on what they call the Embarcadero in San Francisco and right near the ferry building in a very cool location. So I took our nine-year-old Christian over to the Exploratorium last week. And here's what we did. We drove, we live about an hour and a half away from San Francisco. So I drove about an hour and then we got out of the car and we jumped on BART, which is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's our public um, transportation system. It's like a train. So he and I got to ride this train into the city, and it goes under the bay. Now, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be freaked <laughs> out knowing that you go on a train underneath the bay of San Francisco. And I I just decided to freak him out. I said, I wonder what happened if there was an earthquake when we were in the tube going under the bay. But from in Oakland fact, to San Francisco. There, there was. Back there was, in and everybody's fine. Yeah, yeah everybody's right. fine. And they've, they've prepped for it, but it's really cool. Suddenly you're driving along in Oakland, all of a sudden you just drop and you go underneath <laughs> and it gets super dark. And then you pop up and, and so we walked down to the Exploratorium, we went, it's a great like everything for kids, hands on, light, motion, sound, um, just physics experiments. It's very cool. And so we get done and you know what he says to me? He goes, no dad, I've never ridden in a cab. 
So, so I said, all right, let's, by all means, let's jump in a cab. So we jumped in a cab and he was so funny. He was peppering the cab driver. He's like, how come it's not yellow? And the guy said, well, my cab's not yellow. He goes, where's the glass that's supposed to be between you and us? And he, he says, uh, there's no glass. And the guy was, he was like a lot of cab drivers. He was foreign. He was Middle Eastern. And uh, he said, so where is the, um, where is the, uh, how do we know how much we owe you? And the guy said, well, right here. See, and he goes, that's how much we owe you? And he goes, it keeps going up. He goes, well, the more I drive, the more you owe me. He's like, what? <laughs> he was so, so shocked by it. So the other thing he told me when we got in the cab was that he said, you know what, Dad? I've never ridden on a cable car either. So we drove down to uh, Ghirardelli Square. And because there was only two of us, we jumped on the cable car. And this whole point of the story is just to tell you, if, if you're homeschooling, sometimes you need to get away with one kid. Because we just had a total adventure day. And we ended up, I think we rode the cable car from like... It must have been. It was after sunset because we got on it at dark and we rode all the way through Chinatown and um, all the way up through Knob Hill and down to Market Street. And we finally got off at the end of the ride and we were really far away from Bart at that point. And he said, hey, how about another cab? <laughs> so he, he got to ride on cabs, uh, cable cars, and uh, the Bart. So it was a fun, fun day. I'm glad you talked about that because we're actually doing an episode next on traveling with kids. And we're going to talk a little bit about the logistics of it, you know, like how to practically save the money to do that and, you know, go places and whatnot. But also we're going to talk about giving your kids a heart for broadening their horizons. Oh, yeah. So cool. Well, I think that's a little more fun fluff than starting off with a wrecked week and troubled marriages but take care of yourself take care of your marriage and uh love your spouse uh more than you did last week all right so that's enough for fluff time let's uh, go to our commercial and we'll get started with our show you know fletch this episode of homeschooling in real life is brought to us by caroline's coffee actually this one is literally brought to us by caroline's coffee because it has been a crazy week and i am ridiculously tired and I just needed to have a little caffeine. So I am drinking Caroline's coffee right now. Are you ready to listen to what this one is? Oh, good grief. What is this one? Okay, listen. Because there's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six words. Are you okay, ready? Okay, go for it. Mexican Altura, Waxaca Sierra Juarez Especial. Wow. That is the bean I'm drinking. Muy bueno. This you like that? Um, it's a beautiful Mexican bean. It mm, comes from the south caramba. of the... <laughs> wow, I like the uh, the flavor we're getting in the back. It, oh, it comes from the south mucho. of the country. And let me tell you, the, the roasters in southern Mexico are dealing with a leaf rust epidemic. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So um, Caroline's Coffee, um, the Fikes uh, buy their coffee through an exchange called Royal Coffee. And let me tell you, Royal Coffee is paying a premium for quality beans from that region. Um, and this Sierra Juarez Especial is the result of them paying that much. And they're doing that so that they can help support the farmers in that region combat this leaf rust epidemic. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's not just really good coffee, but it's uh, for a cause. And, you know, this one is, it's roasted light. I, that's how I like my coffee. There's some sweet chocolatey tones in it. Okay, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, but you, you know, it's not, you'll still taste coffee. But, you know, <laughs> and if you have a really defined palate like I do, you can you can pick up some of the, the chocolates. It's also kind of a creamier roast. So uh, if I have not convinced you enough to mm. head on over to Caroline's Coffee, you need to. Caroline'sCoffee.com. What should they do when they get there? Go ahead and put in our code, which is H-I-R-L, and you'll get 10% off. Awesome. Go do it. You know, we love our sponsors, and we love that you support our sponsors. 
All right, so when my convictions are not your convictions, what are we talking about here? Well, Fletch, I see in the Christian community, um, in the non-Christian community, in the world, (laughs) but also uh, especially in the homeschool community, so many of us grab onto something that we feel that the Holy Spirit has led our family to do, and then we pronounce that as what everybody else must do as well. So a lot of coming off the heels of last week is what you're telling me. Yeah, because last week we were talking about homeschooling for the short term, and we had made some pretty big pronouncements that maybe homeschooling isn't the end-all be-all for everyone always. Right. And yet we know people that were very strong in telling us, Oh yeah, uh, Christian homeschooling, that is your option. Yeah, and I would go so far as to say I've been attacked on this one uh, yeah. publicly yeah. because, you know, somebody said, well, the difference between you and me is that I believe, you know, homeschooling is a biblical mandate and you don't. Like, <laughs> like he was pronouncing that, yeah, I was the worst of sinners. Right. Yeah. Or you know that you were. Were you talking about multiple gods at the time too? Were you doing that? <laughs> were you were you preaching adultery? Probably murder. And yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So somebody has this conviction, mm-hmm. and and they hold to it. Now, what does the Bible say regarding this issue of convictions? Yeah. Well, it's kind of great because I've just been in this Bible study recently that we've been taking apart First, Second, and Third John, or not taking it apart, you know, but just yeah. really studying it and where where is um, the Word of God leading us in all of this? And I was struck by the end of chapter five. Do you know what this what this whole passage says about? when our brother or sister is sinning. Of course I do. I'm biblically literate. I know. You're totally biblically literate. Seriously, folks, if you don't know this about Fletch, you can ask him, oh, where's that verse about? And he'll go, hmm, that's in. It's crazy. It's like better than Google. <laughs> so I know you know what this says. and a curse. It's awesome is what it is. Okay. But anyhow, I, I love this passage. The very end of it, it says, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, He shall ask, and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin, there is sin, not a sin, there is sin that does not lead to death. And so I would say this falls into that category. The sins that don't lead to death. The sins that don't lead to death. So, and, and maybe, I, I, don't, I have a hard that time might be even saying, strong saying that I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, right. Like I, it's, it's hard for me to think that if we're telling somebody, you are sinning if you don't homeschool, okay, <laughs> I struggle with that premise right there. But if you believe strongly that it is sinful, is that a sin that leads to death? So here's, here's um, the passage telling us, here's John saying, look, if you see your brother or your sister not doing the thing that you are convicted to do, which would be anything. Like, you know what our graphic yeah, is I, for this episode? Yeah, and I was. Um, it may not be that if you don't homeschool, you're sinning, but they clearly say if you put your kids in the public school, you're oh, sinning. It's, you're it's really more of that. Absolutely not, sinning. Because I think yeah. a lot of people now are saying, like, there are options. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there are other options other than just homeschooling, but there are some that are not options. That are an absolute, absolute sin <laughs> so, if you partner with the government. So yeah, so what is our you, graphic yeah. for this one? Well, our graphic is a big old piece of chocolate cake. And I, I love this one in terms of conviction because, you know, let's take it out of the homeschool movement. How many food convictions have you heard over the years from people? We have a joke, you and I, and, and actually some friends of ours, about a particular gym in our town that is, it's like a cult. Yeah, I call it a cult. <laughs> it has become the thing, like you can go to a church event and people will say, oh no, I can't eat that because I go to such and such and we don't eat those things, you know? Yeah, and social media is all over, but it's and it's, so it's, it's fun. Like we're, the making sugar, fun. we're making like, fun. Yeah, but, we're making fun, but we're kind of also saying, hey, look guys, you know what? 
awesome that you're living in this healthful way, <laughs> you know, awesome that you're not eating sugar if that's what you, you know, know to be a bad thing for you. Awesome that you're staying away from those things. This isn't the gospel. This isn't Jesus. These aren't sins that lead to death. And so again, let's go back to the passage, whether it's a chocolate cake or it's homeschooling or it's wearing a head covering in yeah, worship we'll talk about that in a minute. or a long skirt or whether a dad stays home or doesn't stay home with kids or I, I could go through a million different things, whether you believe in speaking in tongues in your church, whether you don't, whether you raise hands. We were in a church one time, Fletch, remember when um, somebody came and was so from the pulpit abusive toward people who raise their hands in worship. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever it is your thing, whatever that is. Tattoos? Tattoos. Dice? Um, di- yeah, Movies? sure. Those are the old, Alcohol? The old kind of things. Yep. Smoking? Uh, drums. We had a pastor who would never allow drums in his yeah. church. Um, so whatever those things are, if you see a brother or a sister in Christ who you know clearly loves Jesus and is trying to be a follower of Christ or is a follower of Christ— this passage tells us to pray for them. It doesn't say, write them a letter telling them how, how wrong they are in 25 points. It doesn't say, lambast them socially on social media. It doesn't say, disassociate with them and don't allow your kids to play with them. It says none of those things. It says, pray for them. Pray that the Holy Spirit will come in and do his work. So if your conviction is so strong that you think this is a point of spirituality or a sanctification in, in the life of your brother or sister, pray for them and trust that the Holy Spirit's greater than you are. So um, this is a lot of like what we talk about parenting. Like we could be the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives. Yeah. Or we could get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit do the work that he's going to do in our kids' lives. Can I just say that 23 years into parenting, the Holy Spirit does a Bang up job compared to me. Yeah, way better. <laughs> um, and this goes for um, wives with their husbands, mm-hmm. husbands with their wives, yeah, and with your kids, and now with convictions in the church and in homeschooling. So um, we are talking a little bit more about homeschooling here. So we have seen this work really, really well in our society. And where is that? Well, it's interesting. We live in a community that has a very big German Baptist community. I don't know if a lot of people know what that is, but it's part of the Mennonite tradition. And so these are people who wear head coverings and dresses that are all the same. Always. Um, always, yeah, always. Always. All the time. Not just church. Like in public all the time. Yeah. Um, in fact, down our road, the farm down the road is farmed by a family that actually looks Amish. Um, it's the black hats and the blue shirts and the whole nine yards. And they all worship together and live together and, you know, have, have this life. Hair. Men have facial hair. Yep. All of that. And they work and live in our community and have for, for hundreds of years here. Um, and they marry from their same groups out of Ohio. And so there's, you know, yeah. like we have friends who've come from Ohio because they married into some German Baptist family here or whatever. Now, you and I both have friends who are still practicing German Baptists. You right. have patients. Um, I sat next to a, a lovely German Baptist woman at our kids' basketball game a couple months ago. Um, you know, just they are in our community. They're in, part of our lives. Part of our lives. Yep. There, there's no... There's no separation in that in terms of that, you know, relationships, friendships, and whatnot. Now, the reason this came to mind is that never once in 25 years of living in this community have I ever felt like I was being judged or um, 
that I was being looked down upon or that they felt they were somehow spiritually superior to me. Yeah, you don't have the mesh prayer covering. Nope. And you're clearly wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Right. And form-fitting clothes. Yeah. And sometimes yoga in ballet clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't... <laughs> Try not to do that too much, yeah. but yep. But they don't uh, put up their nose. Matter of fact, they are some of the most delightful people I've ever met. Super gracious. Yes. Welcome you into their homes, feed you. Um, in fact, one of our homeschooling and real life listeners used to be our neighbor. She comes out of the German Baptist tradition. And when we put our house on the market, she got down here and gave us so much food. <laughs> she awesome. fed us for 24 hours because there is a spirit of love and graciousness in that community that's just been a tradition. Um, how can we be like that? I mean, I look at that and I say, that exudes First John chapter 5. Yeah. They're not looking at me saying, why aren't you wearing a head covering? Why aren't you in a dress? Why aren't you wearing facial hair fletch? Why aren't you doing worship like we do it in our German Baptist tradition? They are loving their neighbor as themselves, and um, it's a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah, so there is a great example of... Your convictions are not my convictions. And we're kind of living parallel lives, and we know that these people are pursuing Jesus. Uh They're worshiping the same God. Yes, and their convictions are different. They're different convictions. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come right back. Hey, Hurlers, this is John Wilkerson, host of The Wired Homeschool, another podcast you can find at thewiredhomeschool.com. Since 2010, I've been providing tech tools, and tips for homeschooling the internet generation. If you're looking for the right tablet for your tweens, an online resource for drilling math facts, or need to know if Yik Yak is safe for your teens, stop on by and have a listen. Each week, I cover STEM-related topics, discuss social media trends, or interview great guests that will equip your homeschool in the ever-changing digital landscape. Visit thewiredhomeschool.com and stick me in your ears, and together, we can get your homeschool wired. All right, so we're back, and we were just talking about um, a good example of where convictions can be different and uh, and function well and actually just has really blessed us over the years. Mm-hmm. Now, we have also seen the other side, yeah, where well, convictions don't go well. I would say, Fletch, we've been the other side. We've been the other side. Yeah. But I, I want to talk about maybe some subtle ways. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the great ones is this one. Are you ready for this one? Okay. <laughs> I use Charlotte Mason. <laughs> What do you use? Well, oh, we're classically educators. We are classical, and if oh. you're not teaching your kids Latin, uh, don't you know, you know that the best thing is to unschool? Do you right. not know that unschool? No, absolutely, and you know what? If you're not using textbooks, you're probably not giving them everything they need. Well, or you should school in a box. Right. There mm-hmm. are so many different convictions <laughs> on just how to homeschool yeah. that people put up their fences, and it, it's subtle. It's subtle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, oh, 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 you, oh, you do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't do that. Or, or you, you're just dying to tell them why classical education is the best. It is the best. It's, it's what the presidents use, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what our founding fathers <laughs> used. Is, oh, I used to always say, you know, well, because people would ask, and so you try to explain a classical approach. And I would say, well, you know, grammar schools were called grammar schools because <laughs> we based our American educational system on the classical model. Like, and it, so this really should be your in conviction. A you should not snotty this nose way. in the air. Kind okay. Of a way, um, yeah. What else? Um, sports. Oh, we said for years we didn't play sports, but it was all about um, this fact that it was putting them under somebody else's tutelage. How about Sunday school? That was wrong. Um, Yeah, we didn't have our kids in Sunday school either because that was also that age segregation that we are diabolically opposed to as home educators. Um, And it's so wrong and it's going to wreck our families. I don't want to go down theology, but you know (laughs) there are many branches of the Christian church. Yep. Um, Food, dress... Um, what our daughters are going to do after school mm-hmm. or after high school. You know, it just goes on and on. Yeah. But here, now I'm going to get personal. Are you ready? This is where it's going to pinch. It's going to pinch a little bit. People wake up and they say, you know what? We really are going to break free from that baloney. Mm-hmm. And we're no longer going to be homeschool whack jobs. We're going to be grace-filled, gospel-centered homeschoolers. And you can have that conviction and judge people just <laughs> as harshly. Of course. And that's exactly what I think we yeah. get accused of at this point. Like yeah. you guys are so, you know, you've you've come so far in, in a pendulum. And I would say we work so hard at keeping that pendulum centered on the gospel so that we don't just come swinging over here and say, all right, baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. But I want to acknowledge it and say, we've seen that happen. You know, we have people that have kind of woken up and break free from some of the bondage that they've been in, but then they just become, you know, obstinate the other way towards these people. So I want to, I want to point ourselves. And can we tell a little secret here? We have some convictions in our family that, that are part of that, um, maybe, what people would say, well, that's kind of homeschool whack job like. I mean, we are very focused on modesty in our home. That's that is still an important thing to us. Yes, nudity and, at the table is still <laughs> completely unacceptable. No, we've had you know we've had teen daughters come downstairs in a dress they bought that we didn't see them buy, and we're like, hmm, a little short there, sis. Go yeah. put some leggings on. Yeah, you know, and we have those discussions, or we have we have our own convictions. And what's the difference here? The difference is. Can I breathe deeply enough to say, I'm going to trust God that he has led our family this way, and I'm going to trust him that he's led a family next to me to doing something different, and um, I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to say, how can I just saddle up right next to you, friend, and love you well? Yeah. And be Jesus to you. So where does this all leave us? I think you'd said something earlier— again, as we were putting this together in Slack, and it was that love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. So build on that for me. Well, because when we love one another, and by love, I mean serve one another well. Um, Our neighbor, Autumn, who saw the sign go up on our house and knows how difficult moving is and rushed down here and gave us food, that's loving somebody well. That's, That's loving um, and she may look at our family or listen to this podcast and think, mm, this is really off. Or, mm. But she covered that with her love for our family in that way. Um, for other friends who, who've done similar things or in the ways in which we try to love others well um, and take care of others well instead of 
looking down our noses and pronouncing them less spiritual or they don't get it. God is going to use that love for them and for him in ways that will break barriers you never imagined you could on your own. Yeah. So just kind of to wrap up this show, um, you know, we started and we ended with this, that um, when our convictions aren't someone else's convictions, can we do something that we just don't seem to do right off the bat? And not only love them, but pray for people. Yeah. You know, let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. Let the Holy Spirit do the convicting. Yes. It is not our job to serve as judge. No. Over people and what they do. Um, You know, there we said this last week. There are a few lines I'm willing to cross. And I will cross whenever the gospel gets violated. As soon as someone adds something to salvation... Yeah. I will stand up for that. Yes. And say, you know what? We don't add anything to our salvation. We don't create um, work. We don't heap the law on top of salvation. No. He finished it. Finished means it's finished. It's done once and for all. And the gospel is not just what gets us in the door. It's uh, what we feed on every single day. And just as an example, I've had a quote this week that I keep coming back to. It's uh, from Tim Keller, and it says this, it's not the strength of your faith, but the object of your faith that actually saves you. (laughs) And we talk every episode about hope shifting, Mm -hmm. and we talk about um, those things we run to, religion and the world. But, you know, in this case, like when you are saying, oh, I really, it's the strength of my faith. I'm, I'm really strong in my faith. It's because of my faith. That is not what saves us. What saves us is Jesus. So it's the object of your faith that saves you, not the strength of your faith. Hey, this is another great episode. We hope that just talking through this out loud um, has caused you to think through some things. And if that is good or bad, we would love to hear from you. So we would love to get some feedback, and you can do that in all the usual places at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, or you can tweet to us. Our handle is at homeschoolirl, or you can email us, info at homeschoolingirl.com. So if you would um, like to weigh in on this topic, if you would like to tell us what your convictions are and how we missed it, feel free. That's how you can reach us. Fletch, it's been a long time since we've done the Hurler's Treasure Chest. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's Let's go. Let's open it up. Here's what I'm going to put in it this week. I mentioned it earlier, Slack.com. It is a great resource and tool for working on projects as a team. We use it here at Homeschooling in Real Life. uh, It's an app on your phone. It's an app on your computer. Uh, We use the Macintosh app. I don't know if they have a Windows app. I don't care. I don't really care if they do. (laughs) But uh, it's a website. So we've created an account called Homeschooling in Real Life. And what we do is uh, we've set up a several channels, and every channel is an episode. And then that becomes like something you can throw everything into. You can can integrate it with Dropbox. You can integrate it with Google. You can integrate it with Box. Um, Anything we want to, I throw any note on that episode. For example, this episode is episode 94, so we had an episode 94 channel. And everything we wanted to talk about on this episode, we just threw into that channel. So then when it comes time to actually record it, it's already there. So it's like a texting app, mm-hmm. but it's also save app. I mean, you can just do everything with it. It's fantastic. 
and I couldn't recommend it enough. So if you're doing like a homeschool co-op or an anniversary party for somebody oh, that yeah. your family's working on together yeah. or any kind of project. A business. If yeah. you're a business and you you, know, you have an advertising department and a marketing department, yeah, cool. they can all have their own channels. And everything goes into that channel from multiple team members. Yeah. So Kendra and I use this, but if we have virtual assistants, they will be part of our Slack team. If we have, uh, you know, if this ever becomes a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 person gig, and then they can be private channels. So that's mine, slack.com. All right, well, Fletch, mine are a little fluffier. Okay. Okay, so the first one would be Trisha Goyer. Do you Are you familiar with Trisha Goyer's She's name? She's a hurler. She, <laughs> she is a hurler, but she's also an author and a homeschooling mom and an adoptive mom. So lots of she wears a lot of hats, um, but she has a brand new book out called Planted with Hope. Um, if you like Trisha's novels, she writes a lot of Amish fiction, um, but she's written some on World War II that I actually really love. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Her new book is called Planted with Hope. And let me tell you, she has adopted a sibling group of teen girls just in the last six months. And so she's had a hard time getting that book out there and letting people know about it because, hello, she's homeschooling teenage girls in her yeah, home. Yeah, no kidding. She has adult kids. She has a little one. Um, so she's just a fantastic author and mom. Um, so I wanted to let you know about Trisha Goyer's book. Great one. Also... I received a cool package from one of our hurlers this week. Um, Tina sent me a really cool knitting bag. I know, okay, I'm totally geeking out. I get it if you're not a knitter. But she hand-dyes yarn, and she knit, she hand-dyed this beautiful skein of yarn and sent it to me with some tea. Hello, she listens, she knows. <laughs> she knows me. And um, so I'm going to be knitting up something really fun with that. And you can find her stuff at September Yarns. Um, osally.wordpress.com and then the last thing Fletch I'm actually wearing right now a t-shirt from Small Sparrow Tees this is also one of our listeners tees and it has a C.S. Lewis quote on the front that is about tea and reading (laughs) so she knew me but these are fun lots of fun um, quote t-shirts from Small Sparrow Tees you know if you follow my Instagram which is just Kendra Fletcher Kendra E. Fletcher um, you can see a lot of this fun stuff that hurlers send our way yeah, funny. I do want to make a quick point there that if you want to follow each of us individually, sure. you can as well. What's your Twitter handle? Kendra E. Fletcher. And mine is at the Mango Times. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't sound anything like Andy Fletcher, but at the Mango Times. And you can uh, follow us individually as well. You post more fun pictures than I do because yours are like dogs and kids and. Well, in fact, our dog has her own <laughs> Twitter and Instagram account. Yes, she does. So if you want to follow Betty the Surf Dog, it's <laughs> at Betty the Surf Dog. I'm just waiting to see who follows you this week because you said that. I don't think any... I think we've mentioned Betty's before and no one followed. Aww. But if you want to follow Betty the Surf Dog, she puts up very cool stuff. She you know is, what? Betty is the mother of one of the Budweiser puppies from the Super Bowl last year. So you know what? That's cool. She's a mother of all the Budweiser puppies. That's Oh, that's, that's right. They were that's all true. her just, puppies. That's yeah. right. You're so right. She's a famous dog. Our dog sells beer. That's awesome. <laughs> Coolest of all Speaking time. Speaking of convictions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's the Hurley Treasure Chest. Let's close it back up. All right. So thanks for listening to this show. We hope that uh, we were encouraging. We hope you've been challenged. And again, if you want to get back to us, you know how to do that about your convictions. Next week, Kendra, you are traveling. I'm traveling to the Teach Them Diligently conference in Nashville, Tennessee. And I know I'm going to see some of you all there because you have let us know that you're going to be there. Fletch will not be on this trip. Sorry for those of you that were dying to see me. No one. (laughs) 
yes, they no were. One. No yes, one. They were. But next month you will be with no. me in Indianapolis. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no it's one wants very to see cool. Fletch. Yes. They all want to see the famous no, Kendra. They want to see Fletch so way more because you, you are cooler. you are going to be sitting down with our guests next week though and recording live, right? Yes, it's going to be fun. We're going to get us some Nashville barbecue and sit down and talk about kids and traveling. And then the week after that, you, the same woman you're traveling with to Nashville is going to be on, and we're going to be talking about extracurricular wackadoodleness. Yeah, well, know. so my friend Allie is going to Nashville with me. She's, we're just going to have a, just a fun weekend doing that. And um, she's a mom who self-proclaimed overcommitted to extracurricular activities, and we're going to have that discussion. All right, so have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.